It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Let's make this episode dynamite. Welcome back, Dynamo Dynasty dudes. It's the Dynamo Dynasty Show. Here with your week four recap, week five preview, and of course, the new, uh, new segment, like I promised, Pretender or Contender. But you might wonder, why do I sound a little cheery? Well, we're about to jump into the week four review. Ed, the mics got the monkeys off their backs. No one is no longer winless. Everyone at least has a victory. And we're going to kick off with still the cellar dweller, myself, Dirty Mike and the boys versus the Dom. The Dom put up the third highest point total of the week. Unfortunately, he had to face Dirty Mike and the boys who finally exploded, who finally picked the right people to put in his lineup and had the second highest score of the week, went 143.42 to 128.8. Dom was led by a four-touchdown, finally, performance, uh, boom performance by Justin Fields. He had very strong showings. In fact, right in the beginning of Sunday, I thought I had no chance because Swift, Cook, Kyron Williams all had touchdowns right after one another. It was ridiculous. Unfortunately, uh, it wasn't enough. Players like um, Tyreek Hill with an un 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 uh, familiar type of game with only ten point two points. DeAndre Hopkins continues to continue his snooze fest at Tennessee with ten point three. Of course, <laughs> I said it. Kyle Pitts four point one points. But you wonder how long he's going to keep him in the in the lineup. But he still had strong showings from Fields, Swift, Cook, Kyron Williams, Garrett Wilson. All solid performance. It just wasn't enough that he just had to face uh, someone who went on a, a tear, I should say. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy did not have the most points out of the two QBs between him and Lamar. But he captained, he captained the ship. And you cannot ask for anything more. He's still undefeated in the regular season. Stevenson bust, um, but was expected against Dallas. Rashad White, not great either uh, against New Orleans, as predicted. But this is where the difference was made. Nico Collins, Puka Nakua, giant, giant uh, match uh, points right there. And, you know, the rest of the wide receivers did pretty decent. So, Dirty Mike and the boys finally get their win, but does not move up in the rankings, still sitting at 12th out of 12, while Dom is at 2-2. Two and two. Then we have Colt taking down Dan. In a, Dan put up a toilet performance. I mean, we have just grossness top to bottom. Patrick Mahomes was only 15.2. Keenan Allen, 12.2. Darren Waller, only three catches, 21 yards on Monday night. No one besides two of his players had double digits, which will not get you uh, many points, will not get you many wins, uh, and which is very, very uh, worrisome uh, in a PPR league. Uh, While on the other side, Colt Tua had another mediocre performance, but A.J. Brown, and Cole Komet came through. Uh, A.J. Brown, 38.5. Cole Komet with two touchdowns, making it 27.6. Colt takes the victory at, and becomes 2-2, two and two, while Dirty Dan's at 1-3. and three. 
And as he has mentioned, the shop is open. Just give him a call. He's ready to make some deals. We also have Adam versus the McAfrican Americans, Mike Dickinson. And Adam put up another solid showing. However, he takes his first loss, and Mike Dickinson gets his first win. Mike Dickinson with the most points this week. Completely captain, captained by CMC, 48.7 points. You got Achan, 27 points. DJ Moore, 27.1. Thielen, 15.2. Solid performance down the line. Waddle kind of did not do so well, but the rest of his team carried. Uh, Trevor Lawrence also not doing so well. I see a future change possibly with some of his bench players. Well, on the other side, uh, Adam was mainly shouldered by Josh Allen with five total touchdowns. Brita had a decent game at 12.8, considering who he is. Ayuk, great game. McLaurin, good game. However, the rest of his team outside of uh, Amra St. Brown, not so good. Hawkinson with a dud. Tank Dell, dud. Josh Kelly, he is just not not doing anything while Eckler is out. So that's a poor, poor... um, situation there for Adam. Um, Brad gets his first loss as well in a very, very uh, unexpected fashion. Brad did have uh, Anthony Richardson with 29.6. He had some decent performances um, by uh, Bajan Robinson, the prince that was promised. Uh, Metcalf did okay. However, he got a goose egg from Addison. Only had one target. Gross. Zay Flowers only eight points in a PPR. Laporta nine point six. Still not bad for a tight end, but still uh, definitely from from a uh, difference from last week. But T Higgins left with a rib injury at three point nine points. Uh, while on the other side, Big O didn't even play with a quarterback. Kept Deshaun Watson in late scratch. Uh, I guess he wasn't really focused, but don't worry. Derrick Henry ended up throwing throwing a touchdown for you, um, getting 24.38 points. You got Ingram, who got 12.9. Travis Kelsey doing okay at 12. It wasn't a great performance by Ali either, but he did enough to get the 95.18 victory uh, while Brad had 93, and Brad gets his first loss. Cuz falls to Andy. Andy with uh with a performance from Justin Herbert, 24.38 points, getting the bye at the right time with a fractured finger and ugly fingernail, um <laughs> ugly fingernail uh injury. Alvin Kamara comes back. Wasn't a great performance, but in terms of fantasy, you gotta love it. 13 receptions. Uh don't mind the yardage, only 33 yards gross but still good enough to get him a 21.4 point debut of this year cd lamb did okay with the touchdown and a blowout not so many uh not so good in terms of uh elijah moore fryer moved also left with an injury gibbs still disappoints while cuz gets another dud from joe burrow what's happening to our lord and savior jeez come on man uh, just heal up if you're not there. If you're not ready, we won't. We won't worry. I mean, we're not uh gonna blame you, bro. But 
Brian Robinson continues as a surprise, had a good touchdown late in the game. Stefan Diggs, huge three touchdown game, but the rest of his team just I uh, got Miles Sanders, Michael Pittman, George Kittle, Pickens. Highest out of those three was a, what? 6.2 points. That's not going to get you a win. Uh, so a lot of duds there. Uh, Cuz falls to two and two. Andy moves to two and two. Oscar coming off his first victory goes back to the losing column, losing to Ian. Ian, even with a horrible performance by Daniel Jones on Monday Night Football that we all were forced to watch, was carried by Justin Jefferson. Devontae Adams came back from injury to give him some points. Massive, massive uh, production from Mark Andrews, as well as good production from uh, Chris Godwin and Kenneth Walker, who just keeps finding a way to get touchdowns. But he had injuries to Javante Williams. Debo Samuel was played pretty cautiously with his injury. It only got .6, but it was enough to give him a 10-point victory or just less than 10-point victory. Uh, while Oscar had Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs doing most of the work. Uh, also, Isaiah Pacheco, but the rest of his team sub 10 points with Jerome Ford, Goddard, Cooper, Mike Evans leaving with injury, Raheem Mostert, all getting less than seven seven or less points. So you have Oscar who falls to one and three while Ian moves to three and one. That is your week four review. Before we go into the week five preview, we're going to do a little bit of a game called Contender or Pretender with your host, Dirty Mike from Dirty Mike and the Boys, who will never be in this segment ever as he's a cellar dweller. We're going to look at the top four um, people in the rankings, and we're going to consider them, or I will, if they're a contender or a pretender. And I will let you know why. So, in fourth place, we have Ollie. So, contender or pretender? Survey says pretender. And this is why we have the fourth lowest points allowed, well-documented weakness at wide receiver, with his top wide receiver being number 24 in the uh, fantasy football rankings with Christian Kirk. Mediocre at QB. Um, you have disappointments so far from his high draft picks like Travis Kelsey, ETN, uh, Mixon, and you got JT uh, on the pup. So, what can go right for Ollie to make sure he becomes a contender? That would have to be. Uh, JT comes back with a vengeance, maybe possibly traded. Possibly. That would be good for Ollie. Um, you have also uh, the winter comes and the Yeti rises front like a phoenix, and that's Derrick Henry, if you don't know who I'm referring to. you have Tra- And then you have Travis Kelsey marrying Taylor Swift, which means Travis Kelsey will break all the TE records um, in the NFL, obviously. So that can that can go right for for Ali and he can become a contender. But right now I'm considering him a pretender. Uh, one thing I'll note for everybody that's going to list one thing that can go wrong for everybody is injuries. Um, 
honestly enough, there honestly there's not a lot of good depth out there because there's it's 12 teams, um, a, a large benches, not a lot of depth out there. So one injury can completely um, kill a team's momentum. That's for sure. The, in third place, we have Brad. Contender or pretender? Survey says pretender. Third lowest points allowed. He is middle of the pack of points four, meaning he's getting super lucky in the matchups. He caught some breaks, such as facing Mike Dickinson when he did not have a running back two, and he only won by 6.92 points. He just lost to Ali, who didn't even play a quarterback. So what can go right? Well, one, his luck continues with matchups. He gets people at the right exact time. You know, he gets people when there's injuries, when um, they don't have people to play, someone doesn't manage their team. But also, rookies take the leap that they typically do in the second half. He's had some really good rookie performances so far with Anthony Richardson, Bajon Robinson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison outside of last week, Laporta. All of them have, he's hit on all the right rookies. Not Quentin Johnston, not JSN, um, not Charbonnet. He got all the right rookies in the draft. He schooled us all. Uh, in my opinion, when it came to that. Um, so with that being said, if they take the leap that rookies typically do in the second half, he definitely can become a contender. Then we have in second place, the Budman Boozers, Adam, pretender or contender. Survey says, contender. He has the third most points for, he has the number two quarterback in Josh Allen. Um, Number one tight end in uh, TJ Hawkinson, which is always a difference maker. Um, he has four wide receivers in the top 27 as starters. Uh, third most points, like I previously said. But basically with no running backs the last couple of weeks was Saquon's injury. So what can go wrong? Honestly, his running back woes continue. He's been getting by, luckily, from his wide receivers. But uh, did he just got it, get an injury? Or we have buys coming up, so he's going to get kind of uh, screwed there. He already had an injury. Mike Williams landed on IR, which means luckily he had someone like Tank Dell that he could bring up. Um, however, between Tank Dell, Nico, you don't know who's going to perform. He was, right now has Roshan Johnson as a running back, too. Saquon Barkley. Hopefully returns for him. Uh, but if he doesn't, he then has to rely on Brita, Damian Harris, Dalvin Cook, like this week. So, and then we talked about Joshua Kelly. You got to hope when Eckler comes back, he gets back to that first game where he gets the 50 50 workload and he actually performs with it. But he is a contender just because he, he is kind of a powerhouse at the quarterback tight end position and gets advantage over most weeks. Plus, he has solid performance in his wide receivers and flex positions that can cover up that liability when it comes to the running back position. And finally, we have Ian at number one, contender or pretender. Survey says, contender. He has the most points for. He's weak at quarterback right now with Daniel Jones uh, and someone else who's not very good. I remember, oh, I believe it was Bryce Young. Um, 
And but he has powerhouses at the wide receiver position uh, with uh, George, uh, God, Justin Jefferson uh, and Devontae Adams, currently the wide receiver one and wide receiver six. He also has two great running backs with uh, David Montgomery, who's the number 10 running back who missed a game and can't. Kenneth Walker the third, number five, who just keeps finding the damn end zone. Um, he also has a difference maker at tight end, Mark Andrews, uh, solid flex options as well. But what obviously can go wrong, uh, injuries. As I mentioned, everyone kind of has a lack of depth. Um, I mean, right now he's relying on Daniel Jones, Bryce Young, Trevor Simeon. Um, not great uh, for him right now. His backup running backs are Zeke, Tajay Spears, not bad. Mike Wilson's not bad either. Mechie, though, has been a bust. Uh, so he has decent um, depth, probably one of the best in the league now with uh, with Michael Wilson uh, showing up if he continues to do that. Uh, but his quarterback situation is dire. He is, that's definitely his weakness. and But he should be able to... You know, maybe he can make a deal. A lot of us have a lot of quarterbacks. You only can play one of them. By all means, you know, we can trade draft picks. We don't have to trade players. So Ian can definitely find a way to solidify that quarterback position and can remain a contender for the rest of the year. With that being said, we're about to get into our week five previews. But before that, a word from our sponsors. Do you like the Dynamo Dynasty show? Do you care to hear the host of that show with two other people talk more nonsense about people you probably don't know? Do you want to hear pretty obvious fantasy football suggestions? Did you just answer all those rhetorical questions to yourself? Well, I have the show for you. Dude saying stuff. Just three idiots who think they are more important than they really are and just love the sound of their own voices. Is this host shamelessly advertising for his other show? You bet your ass he is. Dude saying stuff can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the completely worthless Amazon Music. Now that's a good product. Out of all our sponsorships we've had so far, that's probably the best. And that, that's not being biased whatsoever. But let's get into week five previews. We have finally started hitting the buys this is where we are scraping the bottom of the barrel due to injuries, due to large benches. There's not a lot of depth around. You got uh, teams playing two tight ends. Uh, it is a bloodbath for some, but we have officially hit bye weeks. With our first matchup, we are looking at the three and one Budman Boozers versus the two and two Tua Girls One Cup. Adam versus Colt. At the quarterback position, we have Josh Allen against Jacksonville versus Tua Tungavailoa versus the Giants. Tua is going to want to bounce back against a horrendous, well, I should say, not horrendous, excuse me, not horrendous, but more mediocre uh, dud of a game. It's also because Achan ran two touchdowns in. 
It was still high scoring. But I expect them to bounce back. Josh Allen, though, is going to be in London. I wonder how he's going to deal with the travel. He's dealing with Jacksonville, who that's their home. London is their home. So he's he's technically playing an away game. Um, Here, I want to give the advantage. I got to give the advantage to Josh Allen just because he's throwing touchdowns. No one's running them in. While Tua has a two-headed monster of a backfield who just keeps running the touchdowns in, which means less touchdowns that can be thrown to Tyree Kill. Plus, you got to expect that the Giants are not going to be scoring much points, meaning that Tua does not need to throw that much. So advantage slightly to Josh Allen for Adams' team. At running back position, you have Saquon Barkley. I believe he kind of came back to practice a little bit last week, going against Miami and Roshan Johnson on Thursday night versus Washington. Uh, you thought he was going to be in a 50-50 timeshare with Khalil Herbert. Not the case. Khalil Herbert just held on for that entire game against Denver. While you have Damian Pierce against Atlanta and Aaron Jones against Vegas. Aaron Jones was oddly only given like five carries against Detroit. Vegas is a much easier run defense. It's also on Monday night. Uh, To me, I will just say the X factor right now is Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones gives a monster game like the Aaron Jones can, um, he is going to give Colt what he needs to possibly uh, win this game. Uh, But advantage will go to Colt on this one just because we don't know how, how much Barkley plays if he does and Roshan Johnson in a extremely 50-50 timeshare. Well, Damian Pierce should still be involved uh, because Atlanta can't really score either. Uh, So I can see that game not becoming a uh, passing script for Houston. Um, And plus Aaron Jones, uh, I believe, is a, you know, he's a home run hitter if need be, if it can happen. At wide receiver, Amara St. Brown against Carolina. Uh, Brandon Dayuk, who I will take, I will take the uh, the L there. I gave, I, I get, I said that was not a good pick in the fourth round. He's making me look stupid, but then again, this year is really stupid. This year, so maybe not that much of an L. But he's been playing great. He's definitely the number one target for Brock Purdy. Get going against AJ Brown uh, and Sky Moore. Uh, AJ Brown against the Rams. Sky Moore against Minnesota. Ever since A.J. Brown winds his ass off um, a couple of nights ago at Monday Night Football, he's left my Devontae Smith in the dust in terms of Jalen Hurts' attention. That's bullshit. Um, a, uh, Devontae, start bitching as well. Not everything can go to A.J. Brown. Uh, with that being said, uh, Sky Moore doesn't scare me one bit. <laughs> um, and if I'm facing him, uh, last, last game he had two targets, no catches. Uh, so give me advantage, Adam, Amara St. Brown, and Ayuk, uh, the hotter duo compared to A.J. Brown, who's also going pretty good, but Skymore is going to weigh you down. T.J. Hawkinson versus Cole Komet. Cole Komet coming off a two-touchdown game, um, but that's against Denver. 
He had nine targets, seven receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns. But can we really expect that to happen again? Possibly. Washington's not that that good. But TJ Hawkinson is the number one tight end for a reason. Um, even though last week was not similar, uh, going with only three targets. They're going against Kansas City. You can expect them to score, you would hope. Um, the Minnesota defense is not the New York Jet defense, so you can expect Hawkinson to be involved a little bit more this week. Advantage, Adam, with Hawkinson. At Flex, you have Tank Dell and McLaurin on Thursday night versus Christian Watson and Gus Edwards. Watson against Vegas, Edwards against Pitt. Uh, Tank Dell, uh, after a big two weeks uh, the week before, uh, the two weeks before, only three targets, one catch, going against Atlanta, who's decent. It's a decent, it's a middle-of-the-pack defense. McLaurin uh, went 8 for 86 and then recovered a fumble uh, t- for a touchdown. I believe Brian Robinson fumbled it before he went into the end zone. So that gave him six points, uh, made his fancy day a little bit better. Um, while on the other side, Watson saved his day with a touchdown. Uh but only four targets. Uh, going against Vegas, you can expect a little bit better performance. I think Detroit is a sneaky good uh, defense. Gus Edwards still had 15 attempts, only 48 yards, so 3.2 yards a carry. Uh, facing Vegas, who is, or I'm facing Pitt, who's, who can be run on. Um, just because we don't know how Tank Dell is from week to week, and Watson should be getting more work now that he's back from the injury. I'm going to give the advantage to Colt here with Gus Edwards and Watson going against a little bit easier defenses. Atlanta's middle of the pack, like I said. McLaurin should have a good day against Chicago, though. With that being said, my pick, I already mentioned my X Factor is Aaron Jones. My pick will be Adam. Next matchup we are looking at is Cuz first Oscar. So Shady Nasty's at two and two. So Vanilla at one and three. At the quarterback position, we have Joe Burrow against Arizona. Pretty decent matchup against Jalen Hurts against the Rams, who let Anthony Richardson kind of come back. But Richardson only threw like three, 11, I mean, 11 passes. So, uh, but... Jalen Hurts is still a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson at this point in his career. Um, advantage right now, and I'll just tell you the X factor now, it's Joe Burrow. You're going against Jalen Hurts in this fantasy matchup. Hurts is going to put up points. You know it's, it's going to happen. Burrow just has not looked right. It just hasn't been pretty, which is hurting everyone around him. He doesn't have any options other than Joe Burrow. Uh, you th- you hope this is a get right game, but we thought that was with um, the other week, uh, but it just did not happen. He has had sub ten points three out of the last four weeks um, in fantasy. Not good, but that's your X factor right there. I'm just giving it to you right now. Advantage, Jalen Hurts, Oscar at running back. The surprising Brian Robinson, uh, currently running back eight, going against Chicago. Not a great defense, uh, so very good spot there. Miles Sanders is going against a good defense, 
with Detroit, but I can probably guarantee that uh, he doesn't have a good option to replace with Miles Sanders. Uh, you got to play him. He's a starting running back, but you don't have, you can't feel good, good about it. Sanders did not look great last week. He's still probably nursing that groin injury. While Josh Jacobs came back from the dead last week, 27.9 points, uh, a lot of it done in the receiving game, eight for 81. Jeez. Um, he also got a touchdown uh, facing Green Bay, who got run over by Mo- Montgomery. And then you got Raheem Mostert, who had a dud of a game after a monster four-touchdown game. Um, but that's also because he lost uh, two fumbles, or he had two fumbles, lost one of them. So he, maybe he took a backseat to A-chan. He was just performing better. Um, with that being said, with Miles Sanders with a tough matchup, uh, Mostert against... <laughs> The Giants, Jacobs versus Green Bay. I'm giving advantage to Oscar again. At the wide receiver um, position, you have Stefan Diggs coming off a huge um, three-touchdown game. In Lo- now going to be in London against Jacksonville. Pittman versus Tennessee, which they could be thrown on, apparently besides <laughs> uh, Cincinnati. And then you have Josh Downs against Tennessee, the other indie wide receiver, and Juju Smith-Schuster against New Orleans. A tough defense. I, I, I mean, you can't say it's good for Josh Downs because Pittman's right across from the other side. Advantage easily goes to Chris on this one. At the tight end position, uh, three to the last, uh, three to the last. Four weeks for George Kittle has been duds. Of course, the week that Cuz plays me, he goes off for 16 points. Uh, Goddard, also bad so far. Not even one week at double digits. Um, You have Goddard going against the Rams. You got Kittle going against a tough matchup in Dallas. Honestly, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with a push. Both have been pretty, pretty, um, pretty much a bummer Both uh, for both uh, tight ends. Uh, I'm just going to give it a push. Uh, so uh, at the flex position, Michael Thomas against New England. Not great. Saints offense is looking god-awful. Pete Cardmockley needs to change something. It's just so disheartening to look at. George Pickens against Baltimore, most likely with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. Uh, Najee Harris against Baltimore, who I think he did a little bit better last week. Um, You know, he had uh, one catch for 32 yards, which was nice. Uh, He had 14 carries for 71. Not bad. It's been his best performance. But he's playing against Baltimore, who shut down the Browns. And Pacheco... Had a great week last week. We'll have another good matchup against Minnesota. But with that being said, even though Pacheco is the better out of all four, I'm going to give the advantage to Cuz on this one. Um, I just think Pickens might have a bomb against Baltimore. I just have this feeling. Najee, I don't think I don't think he's going to get 11 points again. Not against Baltimore. Uh, so, with that being said, with a massive, massive disadvantage, 
of at at wide receiver. I just I I think I'm gonna go with Cuz Cuz I've picked you a lot the last few few weeks and you you messed with me every single I missed every single time I think so Cuz you gotta do a little bit better for me uh, these picks are you know you gotta make sure you keep that percentage up uh, but Joe Burrow if Joe Burrow Joe Burrow shows out Cuz will take the victory next we have. Mike D against Dan. Uh, Mike D coming off that fresh, fresh victory, while Dan coming off a horrible, embarrassing loss at the uh, quarterback position. You do have a change. Trevor Lawrence is going to get benched against Buffalo for the rookie sensation, C.J. Stroud, going against Atlanta. Atlanta's a middle-of-the-pack defense. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, going against a, a softer Minnesota defense. Uh, as much as C.J. Stroud has been performing really well, it is Patrick Mahomes coming off a not-so-great game. I do think he bounces back, um, and I think he will have a multi-touchdown game. But I love how, what C.J. Stroud is doing. I think uh, it's probably best to keep playing him, Mike, until T, uh, Trevor Lawrence does better, or if at all. Uh, I'm going to give advantage to Patrick Mahomes. Not many times are you going to have an advantage against Patrick Mahomes. At the running back position, you have Christian McCaffrey. He is him coming off a four-touchdown performance, vulturing Brock Purdy every single time, killing me, bro. Um, He has scored at least 22 points every single week. 22.5 22.5 to be exact. Going against Dallas, I don't care. He's still going to perform well. You also have Achan, who last two weeks, 27, 51. We know what the 51 game is like. He is just on fire going against the Giants. James, uh, James Conner on the other side, uh, doing not so bad. He had a dud of a week last week, but that was against San Francisco. Cincinnati's not that bad of a defense, but he can still perform with how much usage he has. In terms of Tony Pollard, he's been game scripted out most of the weeks. This time, he won't be. It's San Francisco. They're going to score on Dallas. It's this could be this could be a defensive battle, but he's going to keep rushing. He's not going to have. He had 11 carries last last week. That's not happening again. Um, this is a great great matchup. Uh, both have great, great performances, but one has CMC advantage. Uh, Mike D with CMC at wide receiver. You have Jalen Waddle, who's taking a backseat to Tyreek Hill. You have Drake London, who did save his day last week with a touchdown, going against Houston, who doesn't have a. I don't think they have Stingley, but I could be wrong about that one. While Chris Alave going against New England, who typically take out their best performer. performer, performer. And then you have Rondale Moore. Um, who? That's right, Rondale Moore. Um, he's currently in the lineup. So just for the fact that you have Rondale Moore in the lineup, uh, advantage goes to Mike Dickinson. Uh, my X Factor already, I'm going to name it Chris Alave. You have Rondale Moore in the lineup, so Alave has to carry the weight on the wide receiver position for you. 
uh, Dan. At tight end, Zach Ertz, who was basically shut out last week, except for the last goddamn uh, series where they kept throwing him the ball. I don't know why San Francisco didn't cover the guy. He was fingertips away from a touchdown at the end. Um, another 10-target game. I can't believe Zach Ertz still has life in fantasy football. He wants to prove me wrong. While Darren Waller has been a complete bust. All hype, all the offseason, and now he has had one week in double digits. Daniel Jones is sinking Darren Waller's value. I'm going to give the advantage, I can't believe I'm going to say it, to Zach Ertz. Gross. At the flex position, you have DJ Moore, who had a very good game last week with eight catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown going against Washington. You have Thielen against Detroit, who is being surprisingly very effective as well. You have Jerry Judy and Ray Rice on the other side. Jerry Judy went three for 52 last week. It's still the Denver offense. Not great now going against the Jets. Um, not a not a great feeling. And Rasheed Rice, uh, gross. Another, he had three for 32. Um, uh, just doesn't feel good with that. Advantage goes to Mike Dickinson. Uh, so I said a lot of advantages on one side. So Patrick Mahomes needs to save your ass, Dan. My pick is Mike Dickinson getting his second win of the season, going on a little streak. Next matchup, Andy versus Evan. So Andy with ha- playing uh, with Justin Herbert on bye, he is playing Sam Howell against Chicago. What a matchup to have him in. He is my X factor, by the way. I'll just say it. Uh, Sam Howell, he is going to have to carry that team. Luckily, in terms of the other side of the ball, it's Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going against Miami. Does it really matter? Daniel Jones is just not good. Um, they paid him the bag, which was a huge mistake. I'm going to give the advantage, slight advantage, though, just because of the matchup to Sam Howell. At uh, running back, we have Jameer Gibbs, who has not looked great. Alvin Kamara against New England. Uh, if he gets 13 catches every game, you're going to be happy, though. Javante Williams left uh, with, I believe it was a, a hip flexor. I could be wrong. He's facing the Jets. He could not. He possibly may not play this week. Montgomery's p- facing Carolina. Um, I'm going to the, give the advantage at this point because I don't think Javante Williams plays, and if he does, it's not a great matchup. I'm going to give the advantage, um, even though it's not great matchups, to Andy. At wide receiver, we have CeeDee Lamb against San Francisco. We know San Francisco is not a great matchup at all. Uh, and Calvin Ridley, who saved his day with one touchdown, only had two catches last week against his former team going against Buffalo. But they do not have Tredavious White anymore, who ruptured his Achilles. That's a big blow to Buffalo's defense. Justin Jefferson on the other side against Kansas City. He's going to get his. Devontae Adams against Green Bay on Monday night. He came back and played last week um, after injury. 
he he said it didn't feel great. Uh, you hope he is uh, going to be able to you know carry out. Uh, otherwise, he is in trouble because he does play on Monday night. Uh, still, let's assume he's going to play. Advantage is always going to go uh, to Ian with JJ and Devontae Adams. Similarly, Fryermuth on Andy's side was out, uh, left the game. He's not expected to play. Currently uh, projected to zero. And when that happens, it looks like he's going to be stuck with Isaiah Likely, except, except whoever he picks up off the waiver wire. Mark Andrews in the same game. Uh, is playing advantage easily goes to uh, Ian on that one. In flex, you have Hollywood Brown. Cardinals are not laying down easily this year. He went for seven for 96 last week. He has been in over 15 points the last three games. Um, Tutu Atwell also has been very surprising. He went five for 24 last week, but still, you expect. I mean, it's 2-2 Atwell. No one expects anything out of the guy. Um, while you have Debo Samuel against Dallas, they may have you know, kind of held him back against Arizona because they didn't need him. They are going to probably need him against Dallas, so you, you hope they let him loose if you're Ian. Gabe Davis, three straight games with a touchdown. Is he going to make it four? He is typically your boomer bust type of player. He's not getting a lot of targets. Um, so with that being said, I'm honestly going to give it a push. You don't know Debo's has so many weapons in that, in that offense. You don't know if it's his week or not. Davis is boomer bust while you have at least had some consistency on the other side of the ball. So compared to the consistency compared to the boomer bust, I'm going to give it a push. With that being said, I'm going to give the advantage currently, right now, just because I'm looking at Daniel Jones and it makes me want to throw up, uh, I'm going to give it to Andy. And it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great. Um, at the next matchup, we have Ali, big dynamo against the Dom. He just got a little wet. Uh, not sexually. Let's not. This is a, a family-friendly show, um, but physically, just drew, uh, put water on him uh, due to a loss. Ollie's at three and one. Dom two and two at the quarterback position. Matthew Stafford against a tough Philly. Well, no, nah, it was a, a tough Philly, Philly front seven, but not with uh, that bat that uh, those defensive backs. However. He could be getting his breakfast buddy back, and that is Cooper Cup. It, does he play? We don't know. Is he going to be limited? We don't know. But if he does come back, damn, get ready. Um, he gets a major weapon back. Well, you have Justin Fields against Washington, who finally showed up. Um, Washington, middle of the pack, uh, I believe, uh, defense. But, you know, with that being said, you know, maybe they, they finally unlocked Justin Fields. He didn't rush that much last week. However, you know, he has that ability. I'm going to give the advantage to Justin Fields. 
um, believe it or not. Uh, it's just that Stafford, he hasn't been throwing a lot of touchdowns. He hasn't been remarkable. So I want to go with Justin Fields just because he has that rushing floor. At the running back position, Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry. Henry showed up. Now he gets Indy uh, and then against DeAndre Swift and James Cook. This is a great, great matchup between the two. Mixon should get a lot of work with, with against Arizona. And Joe Mixon is my X factor in this matchup. Um, Henry, if he's been unleashed, watch out, League. Um, if he's finally been unleashed, watch out. Swift has taken hold of that backfield. He got that touchdown last week. Uh, Cook also got a touchdown last week going against Jacksonville. This one, whew, this is tough. I'm going to give it a push. This is a very, very close matchup. This team, These two teams probably have the best duos of running backs out of the entire league. Um, so uh, good matchup here. I'm going to give it a push. At wide receiver, we have um, Christian Kirk and Michael Gallup. Um, you know, it's always painful to talk about uh, Ollie's wide receivers against Kirk is against Buffalo. He should get a lot of work because it should be. They should be playing catch-up, and they're in London. Gallup is against San Francisco. Not a great matchup. Tyreek Hill is great. Even with a dud, he's still got 10 points going against the Giants. Now, Hopkins uh, could be a lot better. Uh, he's had at least five targets in every game. Still, there are Tannehill targets. So, you would hope uh, you would get a lot better from a player like DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. But, with that being said... Tyreek Hill is going to be the reason why Dom gets the advantage on this one. At tight end position, currently Evan Ingram against Buffalo. Ingram playing solid for a tight end. Eight targets, three out of the last four games. Um, Higby. Higby will rely, I believe, on one thing. He got, he got paid. Maybe that's why he got 11 targets last week. Um, he got paid over the weekend. Uh, but I think it's going to rely on Cooper Cup coming back. If Cooper Cup coming back, somebody's got to drop between Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Tyler Higby. Stafford doesn't throw that much anymore. So one of those three has to fall. I don't think it's going to be Higby. I think it would be Puka, if anybody. Uh, with that being said, uh, between both teams, probably going to have to throw to keep up. I'm going to give advantage to nobody push just because I believe they're both in similar, similar situations. Both have a lot of targets or a lot of uh, competition for targets and both sh could be in massive shootouts. Uh, at flex, you have Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift um, effect going against Minnesota. You have, ETN against Buffalo, not a great matchup, uh, but he's still a running back. Uh, he's running back 15, so just 
just uh, on the cusp of being a running back one. While Kyron Williams, running back three, I mean, the dude just keeps performing. What a great, I don't even know if it was a pickup or a draft pick, but great pickup for there. Garrett Wilson against Denver, very, very poor defense. And Zach Wilson looked kind of good last week. Um, it's He got 14 targets last week, Garrett Wilson. That's got, you know, how well Zach Wilson played, that's got to be a good feeling. Now facing a god-awful Denver defense uh, who made the very, very str- struggling Justin Fields look awesome. Um, with that being said, I'm going to give the advantage push. This is another good matchup. This is probably the matchup of the week, uh, without a doubt. I mean, you have everywhere outside of Ollie's wide receiver position. This is a tough one. I'm going to give my pick to Dom, um, giving Big O a second loss of the season. With our last matchup, I got to highlight the two guys who probably like to hear themselves talk the most. Myself, Dirty Mike and the Boys versus Fantasy Football Brad, someone who I just called a pretender at the quarterback position. I just said how Brock Purdy captained my ship, but he's going back to the bench while he faces Dallas. Lamar Jackson, who outperformed Purdy, gets Pittsburgh in a conference matchup. Um, I got to hope that uh, Jackson keeps the little hot streak he has going uh, with 28 points the last two weeks. Going against Pitt, tough uh, line right there but I believe they could be passed on while Richardson is looking good coming off that injury. He only threw 11 times, but still it was 200 yards, two touchdowns, and he ran for another and 56 um, yards off the ground facing Tennessee who can be thrown on. Um, So both, I got to give it a push. That's right. I'm letting Anthony Richardson, Pushed with Lamar Jackson feels awful because Anthony Richardson could not throw in college. Florida must be like, where did this come from? Um, at the running back position, Ramondre Stevenson uh, against New Orleans. Not a great matchup. Uh, due to bye weeks, I am forced to play A.J. Dillon against Vegas. God, that sucks. Vegas isn't great against the run. But it's still A.J. Dillon, who I don't think he's been averaging like over three-something a carry. Um, it's bad. Uh, he only had five attempts last week for 11 yards. Um, so gross. Um, while on the other side, Bajan Robinson is going to get his. He's gotten all the work, basically. First, going against Houston. And they got Madison, who's looked great since Cam Akers came on board. Maybe a little more motivated than before. Advantage easily goes to Brad on this one. At the wide receiver position, Nico Collins. Currently the surprise, I believe, of most drafts besides Kyron Williams. Currently the number seven wide receiver. Um, had a massive game, 168 yards, 
for two tutties last week going against Atlanta. Uh, and Devontae Smith, as I mentioned, he took a back seat last week, um, last two weeks to A.J. Brown. I hope that changes against the Rams. Um, while Zay Flowers going against Pitt, so maybe I can cancel out some points. Maybe not. Uh, and Jordan Addison, who only got one target last week, I don't expect that to happen again going against Kansas City. Jordan Addison will be the X factor on this one. Um, he scored twice the first two weeks, haven't the last two weeks. You got to think they're going to put him in more. His his workload should keep coming higher. Advantage, though, will go to Mike on this one. Myself, I guess I use myself in the third person. Hunter Henry uh, at tight end for, for myself. Uh, Doing okay. Currently number six tight end. Definitely slowed down from a hot start. Uh, going against New Orleans. Tough, tough defense. While you have Laporta. Still went four for 56 against Green Bay. Uh, currently the number two tight end. And the guy who he sniped over me, which I don't even think I am playing a single player besides maybe Lamar uh, that I sniped from Brad. Goes to show that um, you know, his idea was that good about the players he had, uh, but not for me either because I drafted him. So I'm going to give advantage to Brad uh, because of Laporta and his strong start. At the flex position, we have Puka Nakua, as I mentioned, uh, could take a step back if Cooper Cup returns. Um, I kind of think Cooper, you need to, it's a hamstring, man. Take a break. You don't want to risk it. You know, y'all are not doing too, too bad. So, so just sit back, relax, you know, go ahead, give it another week. All right. Give it another week. Um, Cooper, uh, but Puka Nakua had a great nine catches, 163 yards and a game winning touchdown last week. Jamar Chase uh, went for 7 for 73. Not bad, but you want to do better if you're the number two pick overall um, for fantasy drafts. As he said in in an interview last week, he's open. He's always fucking open. And that's verbatim what the quote was. Going against Arizona, Joey B, feel healthier, and throw to Jamar Chase. Only good things will happen. On the other side, the other Cincy um, wide receiver, T. Higgins, is currently in the lineup. He left um, He left with a rib injury. He is not ruling himself out with a fractured rib uh, for week five. Uh, tough SOB if he plays. Uh, but we also know how uh, Zach Taylor is when it comes to T. Higgins and injuries, or any, any player with injuries. Yep, active but may never play. It will be a risky move for Brad if he plays T. Higgins. But he has uh, some options as well. He has Tony, I guess. Um, not a great feeling. But he has Tony. He has Alec Pierce for a stack. Algier, Kenny Gainwell, Perrine. He's got some options. But yeah, T. Higgins with a fractured rib. It's going to be a risky play. And then you have Jake Ferguson, who's had seven targets, three of the last four games, went seven for 77, great for a tight end. Um, 
going against San Francisco, though. But still, he's a major factor in that offense. They're going to have to throw. You have to expect Ferguson's going to get his targets. With that being said, you know, I have Jamar Chase and Puka in the flex spot. I'm giving the advantage to myself. It worked last week, so I'm doing it again this week. Brad, I'm picking myself to win, get my second victory, get on a little streak, um, hopefully. But, you know, with that being said, I I called you a pretender, so most likely you're going to beat me this week. But we'll see. Um, With that, week five previews are done. Uh, Just so everybody is wondering, I have been making picks every week. I am currently, uh, because the first couple of weeks I did not pick um, my matchups, but as of now, I am 13 for 21, 61.9%. Pretty good, I would say. Pretty good. Uh, Because, like I said, you got to do a little better. uh, Pick up my percentage points. Uh, But that's going to be done. That's going to be it for our show. Uh, I do know there's some trade talks possibly going around. I know Dan has reached out to the entire league. Hit him up. He has put up James Conner, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett. Some big names on the trade block. He is selling. uh, Sell, sell, sell. He does not see himself as a contender this year. So, uh, everybody, if you don't value your draft picks that much and want to try to win the first year, this is your... This is your time. Reach up, reach out to Dirty Dan. Uh, good luck, everybody. Week five is upon us. We're about 31, 30% through the season. Uh, maybe a little bit more on the fantasy season. But, yep. Good luck, everybody. Uh, have a great night. Later.